Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to this Thursday episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, 1238. This is the KSL News Time. We're going to get right into it. I want to, for the next few moments here, talk to you about the amicus brief on which Utah's name has been signed. This, an action uh, undertaken by Utah Republican Attorney General Sean Reyes, a decision he made yesterday to join in the court brief supporting a lawsuit in the United States Supreme Court which challenges the election results in Pennsylvania and a handful of other states in the country. The lawsuit originally filed uh, by the state of Texas uh, looks to delay the Electoral College vote and prevent Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin from casting their Electoral College votes uh, for Joe Biden, for President-elect Joe Biden, who won the popular vote uh, in each of those states. Now, it's an, it's an unusual lawsuit. It, uh, if you are a, a scholar of the Supreme Court, uh, you, you'll find it unusual in that it uh, takes a look at original jurisdiction, and I won't uh, bore you with that. Uh, but uh, it's certainly something worth learning if you have some time later on to to look into the Supreme Court uh, and its original jurisdiction. Uh, typically, you know, I won't go to, too far down this road, but typically original jurisdiction uh, is called upon to resolve issues, interstate issues uh, like water rights and other things that cross state boundaries where uh, it is really only the Supreme Court uh, positioned and empowered to deal with that. So uh, interesting little tangent. Uh, getting back to the point. What has happened here in the state of Utah is Sean Reyes has decided to uh, sign the state onto an amicus brief. Now, it's important as we move forward and look at the different reactions to this to understand exactly what uh, an amicus brief is. Uh, Standing for friend of the court, essentially it is a, a document which is drawn up and signed by those who are not necessarily a party to the case. So neither the the plaintiff nor the defendant, if there is anyone who claims relevance or uh, unique insight or knowledge in a case, you're able to to draft a document and send it to uh, the Supreme Court. In fact, yesterday, I was curious about the process itself. Uh, you know, what what, uh, what it takes to draft the document and send it in. And uh, there's a, a PDF put forth by the Supreme Court, which lays out uh, the fairly basic steps in drafting an amicus brief and submitting it. It's a very simple process. And what is the power of that brief once it is filed? Well, the truth is that there is no power. It is merely a method to communicate your position, your view, your attitude uh, regarding a certain case before the Supreme Court. And what 
Attorney General Sean Reyes and the other 17 or 18 or 16, I forget the total number right now, uh, but uh, 16, 17, 18 other attorneys general throughout the state who have signed on to this amicus. What they are saying is that they are supportive of the efforts on the part of Texas. They are supportive of what Texas is doing in pleading with the Supreme Court to take advantage of its, again, original jurisdiction and delay the Electoral College vote and prevent, uh, again, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin from casting their Electoral College vote. All right. Now to the reactions. The reactions have, have been very split. And in fact, uh, after the commercial break, I'm going to ask for you to to call in 801-575-8255, 801-KSL-TALK. I want to hear how you feel and how you respond to this. Let me share with you some of the uh, responses to come from uh, some of the elected leaders here in the state of Utah. Representative Chris Stewart, uh, who I'll say now, I, I invited to come on the program. Uh, he uh, declined that invitation. But on Twitter, we know his response to be this. I support Sean Reyes efforts to clear up critical concerns regarding the election. There are questions that clearly need to be answered, and this lawsuit is an effort to get those. We need all the information to restore faith in our election process. So there's one reaction. Now, when I first heard of Utah being signed on to this amicus brief, I thought, well, I wonder what I wonder what the governor thinks. I wonder what the lieutenant governor thinks. And, uh, well, it was yesterday evening that a statement from Governor Herbert and Governor-elect Cox, the current lieutenant governor, they released a joint statement on Attorney General Reyes' joining of the amicus brief in support of Texas. And here is that statement. I'm going to read it to you, and then I want to explain to you something about taxpayer money. It reads, the attorney general did not consult us before signing on to this brief. So we don't know what his motivation is. Just as we would not want other states challenging Utah's election results, we do not think we should interfere in other states' elections. Candidates who wish to challenge election results have access to the courts without our involvement. Okay, that's fine. That uh, discussing the, the the merits of the case and all, and the you know the legitimacy of of claims made in that vein, one state against another. Now, this last line. Here is the last line of the joint statement released by Governor Herbert and Governor-elect Cox. It reads, this is an unwise use of taxpayers' money. This is an unwise use of taxpayers' money. I've explained that the signing of an amicus brief is uh, really just a communication of a position. And so you have to ask yourself what taxpayer money was spent in this endeavor. Joining the brief doesn't compel us to participate in a lawsuit. Uh, We won't be traveling anywhere to appear before the Supreme Court. There won't be uh, any attorneys for the state who are arguing before the justices of the Supreme Court for or against any other state. What happens is this. An amicus brief is filed. There is a, a single party that drafts that up. And then it is circulated to other potentially like-minded parties. And a request is made, would you like to sign your name onto this? And the brief, once received by you know, the, the various parties, is reviewed. And then a decision is made whether or not to sign on. Very simple, right? And in effect, the way it works is a staffer gets their hands on a PDF. They read it, make a recommendation to the boss. And if the boss says, yeah, let's get on that, uh, an email is sent to the original drafter. That email says very simply, hey, could you sign our name onto that? Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. And then, and then if, if, you're, if you're generous, you might send a follow-up email saying thank you. So Max, we're talking about the reading of a PDF and the sending of an email. And I know that's the case because I have gone through those exact motions myself in signing various individuals onto amicus briefs. I've had that responsibility in life. Anyway, I've rambled on for too long. I want to hear from you. We need to get to a commercial break. What do you think about this? Are you on the side of uh, the Attorney General? Are you on the side of Texas? Are you on the side of the other various states who have signed on to support this Texas petition to the Supreme Court? Or do you think... Or do you think, as was stated by Governor Herbert and Governor-elect Cox, that this was an unwise use of taxpayer money? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. The line to call in, and please pick up the phone. Give me a call. I'd like to talk this out with you. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. Your calls and views next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are... For the remainder of the 12 o'clock hour, discussing a decision made by Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes to sign the state of Utah onto an amicus brief, which has been filed with the Supreme Court to uh, add a voice of support to a lawsuit filed by the state of Texas. The lawsuit, in very brief summary, is an effort by the state to to encourage the Supreme Court to use its original jurisdiction. And Google that phrase later on. It's an important one. Uh, to, to understand, but it is the authority of the Supreme Court uh, to resolve certain interstate disputes. Typically, it's over water rights and things like that, but the state of Texas believes that it is appropriate and that the Supreme Court ought to delay the electoral college vote in the four states of Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. The claim by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is that in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, that there were certain changes made to those four states' election laws done through uh, executive fiat or executive order, and that those moves were unconstitutional, and that they have compromised the integrity of the elections as they were carried out in those four states. Now, the, th- those four states, interestingly, the, the Supreme Court set a timeline for their response, a deadline, if you will. And it is coming up in, I'm not kidding, seven minutes from now. (laughs) So these four states, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, they have seven minutes from this moment to to respond to these charges. And uh, from there, the, the decision, the deliberations by the Supreme Court will carry out and we'll see what ultimately is the case. I believe if I'm predicting, I, I think the Supreme Court decides not to not to comply with the request of the state of Texas. And this will all be uh, you know, forgotten about and gone. But uh, right now there is something active. There is a case that is active and tangential to the active case. Now, now this is uh, it is kind of running alongside is the submission of this amicus brief that Attorney General Sean Reyes has added uh, the, the name of Utah to supporting the efforts by the state of Texas. There was a claim by, the, by Governor Herbert and Governor-elect Cox that this was an unwise use of taxpayers' money. I'm not disputing their position there at all. Uh, I'm not really wading into the, the merits of this case. Is it uh, you know, a good thing or a bad thing? How will things play out in the Supreme Court? I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I, I look at the stuff going on here in Utah, and that's pretty much the extent of my concern. Um, but the, the scope of taxpayer money, I thought it was important to explain where the, the, uh, the cost to have your name added to an amicus brief is negligible. You sure need to have some staff support in reviewing the original document, and then an email needs to be sent to the original drafter to add you on there. That can all be accomplished in relatively short order and at minimal expense. Now, I say minimal, there still is an expense of sorts, right? you got to pay the salaries of those staffers who are, involved in, who are involved in reviewing it, and I guess you got to pay for the computer to send the email. So that is, that, that is taxpayer-funded stuff right there, uh, but understand that it is relatively negligible. And so uh, the, the taxpayer money question, I'm not sure. Anyway, the question I have put to you, the question I've put to you is, are, are we in the right here? Did uh, Attorney General Reyes make the right decision? Uh, let, let's go to the phones and see what folks have to say. Shannon in uh, American Fork calls up. Shannon, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Healthy, I hope. I'm all right. Yeah, staying healthy. Thank you. Wearing my mask and all. Uh, w- what do you think? Was Attorney General Reyes in the right here? I believe he could have signed his individual name as an individual, but putting the state of Utah in agreement with this lawsuit was not the right thing. He obviously did not check with the people who employ him, not even the governor. (laughs) He just did it on his own. So individually as a person, he had the right, but as the attorney general for the state of Utah, I don't believe he had the right to do that. Okay, fair enough. Even with with the state of Utah voting uh, majority Trump? Yes. Okay. Um, don't think he should have done that. Right. So. Very good. Shannon, thank you so much. Uh, let's move uh, north to Ogden. John calls us. Uh, John, what do you say here? Oh, I think it's not only a misuse of, of taxpayer funds, which is, is, is minimal, but to, to put our name on, I'm sorry, but we have to say it, an authoritarian move to override an election, 50 cases in the in the courts and they've got nothing they've been dismissed and just to have this throw a pathetic i don't want to give up power one party and we got to say it because he's been calling state legislators attorney generals having meetings it's an authoritarian move that i think we here in utah are way against and just to put our name back into this when you know mitt romney came out and said this is a scam it's a flamsy disgrace that now that Utah is on that bandwagon. And we really got to stop letting people just come out on this election and saying it's fake. It wasn't. There was not. There was nothing. The only thing they came up with was Lindsey Graham's dead people voting, and they voted for Trump because they died after they voted. It's, it's just pathetic. And for us to even get it even wind is, is, is sucks when we had 3,000 people die of COVID yesterday, 223,000 cases in America, and we're talking about this ridiculous stuff because our, AG, our attorney general wanted to sign on to this? Yeah. Like, it, we have better things to worry about right now of people starving, food lines, places shutting down, a pandemic getting hold of, how the stuff's going to be distributed, not this nonsensical authoritarian move by one party to not care about an election. All right, John, listen, thank, thank you so much for the call. Thanks for listening. Uh, last call will come from Bill in Sandy. Bill, uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Thank you, Lee. You got some thoughts on this amicus brief? What do you say? Yeah. Article 2 of our Constitution simply says that uh, states shall appoint electors in a manner 
designated by their legislature. So the worst that could happen, uh, or the or the best that that the Republican folks can hope for, is that they go back to their states, those states' legislatures, and those the legislatures have to just say yes, we agree with it, and then they move on. Mm-hmm. So this amicus brief, it's not the cost is not the taxpayers' money. The cost is the degradation, further degradation of people's perception of this democratic process. Now they're thinking that there's 18 state attorney generals who think that the uh, election was a fraud. And uh, I think that is despicable. All right. Uh, well, listen, I'm grateful to you for the call. Uh, thanks for, for picking up the phone. Thanks for listening, uh, Bill and Sandy. Uh, we have to wrap up this topic, but the text line is still wide open. If you have a, a view you'd like to share with me, uh, send it in 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, I've got to move on. We're going to cover some different issues, but maybe later on in the program we'll find some time. I'll share with you uh, more uh, more thoughts, which have all come in via text message here on the question of the amicus brief and whether or not it was appropriate for Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes to add Utah's name to the list of states on the side of Texas right now in the Supreme Court case. Anyway, quick break. Back with more on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.